This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the besotted Pride of West London weekend review and we literally are not far back from coming home from the London Stadium as they call it. Old school it would be Upton Park. We call it West Ham's ground as the mighty, mighty bees went there and it was a bit of a battle but we came out the winners in the end as the bees scored a last minute winner to win 2-1. At the London Stadium, and it was uh, it was a great day out. It has to be said, you know, three and a half thousand bees or whatever it may be in the house, as it was making as much noise as they can do in that stadium. And my name is Billy Grant, and I am very very happy because we beat the West Ham, and uh, things are looking up for the bees at the moment now. And I'm here in the virtual joint, as we say, for the weekend review with my buddies Laney Laney in the house. How are you, Laney? Yeah, I'm I'm really good, mate. Yeah, it's. Uh... It's uh, incredible just to think we've come back from that stadium and have won. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all good, mate. All good. That's right. That's right. And I've also got Briggsy B in the house. Briggsy B, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very well. I'm very well. I'm a little bit hoarse after uh, after today's activities. But um, but no, great day out. That's right. That's right. And all of us, like I said to you, this is uh, being recorded quite late on the Sunday evening because we've had a bit of a day. I mean, I started off very early. Like, you know, I left my house about nine o'clock in the morning to get down to, well, the part of West Ham that we went to to have a few drinks, which is very nice. Is drinking from, what, about 10.30 in the morning, which is very nice like that. And it's very, very late now because obviously you had a few late late after match shifties as well like you know so uh like i said to you you have to bear with us because there might be a few things that might not go quite rightly but all we're going to do is we're going to sort of enthuse and talk about the match as well uh like i said to you myself as here chatting i've got the lane you've got the briggsy b in the house and also we've got will Pugh as well west ham fan who's going to give us their opposition view but anyway like i said to you if you haven't listened before the weekend review what we do is that we review the match at the weekend review the weekend's games and we just talk about stuff that happened at the weekend it's just short sharp and it's quite punchy as well and we just like you know we give you the vibes and then the following 
Thursday podcast, we might talk about it in a bit more long form. So first of all, I want to talk to you guys. First of all, is the main takeaway for the game. Laney, give me your main takeaways from that match. Relieved. Uh, we had to dig deep into our squad today. Um, and there was always a worry that if you take away the uh, you know the the first first team players, um, there wasn't a lot left in reserve. And today proved there was probably a little bit more than we all thought. Um, Zanka coming in, um, you know, uh, you know, with Bianel being being pulled in the in the warm up and then losing Baptiste. It, 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 it exposed some of the sort of like the uh, you know the, the the weaker areas of our squad that, that some people perceive it as, and I think we came out of it just about just about just about intact. You know, it was a it was a game of two halves. We'll talk about in a minute, but I, I think the the team that we've got kind of just behind the first team, they stepped up, and that was important. Um, yeah, it's a lot of food for thought from today, but we, we come away with three points, and that's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, Charlie, I mean, Briggsy B, I mean, Lane, you talking about that, about the team and, 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 and the depth of the team. I mean, just your thoughts there about that. I mean, was that, was that something that gave you a bit of nerves when you saw the, 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 the lineup for the game today? I was, um, I was definitely expecting Aya to be playing, and I think he's been so good so far this season. It's a bit, a bit of a shame to see him not there, and I did think we'd massively miss him. Um, but Zanka, to be fair, especially I thought came in and did really, really well. Um, slightly lacks the like going forward charm of Aya, but he was really good. Um, and I thought, as Laney said, I thought a lot of the other players like Bidstrup came on. I thought he looked better than he has done previously this season. Um, and obviously Wiesa has become a bit of a hero. Um, but yeah, no, really good day. That's good. And, and what's your main takeaways for this game? Uh, I think just the fact it's another really good away win. Um, four, we're unbeaten away, aren't we, so far in the league this season, which I don't think anyone would have really expected. Um, yeah, just a good performance. That first half, first 15 minutes, we were fantastic. And then it's quite nice seeing a Brentford team actually be able to hold out um, when there's just constant pressure on you. So, overwhelmingly positive. I've got a question, though. I mean, there's an interesting question here because the fact is that, obviously, Aya, who's been absolutely brilliant this season, you know, again, if West Ham fans are listening, we signed him 13.5 million from Celtic and he's been, picks up the ball, he like, ball at his feet, he's brilliant. And then also you find him in the opposition area as well quite a lot. But the question I'm going to ask you, Laney, I mean, do you think that maybe in retrospect, you know, the fact that he, he loves going up forward and everything like that, that may have actually swung in our favour today because, you know, we played a game where we had to defend, you know, quite a lot, especially in the second half. And uh, maybe if we had that scenario, um, we might have actually found ourselves um, under a bit of trouble. Quite possibly. Uh, it made us probably a little bit more functional. But the, uh, the, the wing-backs did, did get forward a fair bit. I mean, you know, um, I thought Rico, Rico had a cracking game. I thought Sergi was, was playing well. Um, and yeah, uh, as you know, as just been said, Zanka I thought was was decent alongside Pontus. Um, no, you're probably right. It, it made us a little, probably slightly less adventurous from our defence. But you know, I, I, I'm not quite sure what the you know what the what the what the game plan was. But it, it just about it just about hung out 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, and for me, the main takeaways is, you know, like I said, you're under strength bees. And again, we're not saying this because we're making excuses, but it was an under strength side. We had, you know, three key players out for that game as well, particularly in central midfield where we needed to win that battle, especially with Declan Rice in there, who who did sort of kind of, you know, come into his own in the second half as well. So Yen out being out, which shocked us, you know, Aya being out before the game really shocked us. I don't know. I don't know where that, I don't know if he got an injury last week. You know, we'll find out about that in the next day or so. And then... Um, um, Shandon Baptiste, who unfortunately went off with a with a dislocated shoulder, actually, so he went off fairly early in the game with a dislocated shoulder. That's really rocked us, and I think for us, we're thinking, God, where, where do we go from here? Who is going to come into their place? Who's going to, you know, who's going to be doing that? Obviously, Frank the Tank Onyeka, he uh, he was on the bench beforehand, and the fact that we had to bring him in, he obviously wasn't fit. So it's like, how long is he going to last out? And he lasted out as long as he could do. But they did the business as well. Also, um, you know, I thought another takeaway for me is that uh, seeing West Ham you know they moved from uh, Upton Park was their equivalent of Griffin Park which is obviously a bigger Griffin Park than ours moving to a much bigger stadium a lot of people said that they wanted to move to a bigger stadium and I think you know listen you know this is not a disrespect to West Ham but this is just me giving my thoughts I think you know seeing the bigger stadiums that you move to yes there were 60,000 fans but you also have to be careful what you ask for because I thought that okay that was cool you know and it's nice having 60,000 people in the house and you've got money coming through the bank but at the end of the day is that I thought that that stadium didn't really do them any favours and there was a lot of quietness coming from the West Ham as well there and I much prefer our 17,500 stadium which is properly rocking you know inside the house for home and away fans away fans can have a laugh there as well I found it quite hard as an away fan getting the atmosphere going as well and and, and also the other takeaway as the Beast fans we're just happy to be there before and after the match we had a real laugh we'll talk about that a little bit later so those are my name takeaways from that what we're now going to do is we're going to go over to Will Pugh from the We Are West Ham podcast he's going to give us the opposition the West Ham takeaways main takeaway from the game today to be honest was that Brentford deserved to win probably West Ham's worst performance of the season people suggesting a little bit of a Europa League hangover but I'm not so sure about that because after our first uh, Europa League fixture away at Dynamo Zagreb rather than at home like we played uh, on Thursday we we were phenomenal the following Sunday against Man United unlucky not to get anything out of the game um yeah, ultimately, uh, the match score out of 10 from a West Ham point of view. Obviously, the the late winner was harsh. I thought we looked OK in spells. But, um, yeah, I think overall, probably probably a f- 5 out of 10. And that's generous for West Ham. I just don't want to be too harsh. We've been good this season. Um, I thought the Brentford fans were brilliant. Home atmosphere, weirdly, was a bit flat, it seemed. I don't know whether it was the Sunday vibe or perhaps we're just getting to that stage now where we're just expecting to be entertained um but i took my mate's little boy who's seven for the first time ever um today so to be honest i had an absolutely wonderful day seeing him experience football in the stadium for the first time but yeah like i say uh, atmosphere a little bit flat from west ham brentford fans i thought were brilliant and uh, i must admit you know i think a lot of uh, Brentford anyway, we're glad to see them come up um, when you banged in the winner at the end. It was brilliant to see the away limbs. Uh, I know it's like, uh, obviously, to be in, in sort of situations like that. So that was uh, absolutely brilliant. Ultimately, Brentford really well drilled. Uh, Thomas Frank seemed to have the beating of us. Probably the best uh, side tactically 
uh, or seem to have West Ham tactically quite well worked out. The defending, the deep defensive block seemed to work and we didn't seem to have the energy or inclination to move the ball quickly uh, to try and break it down. Probably, you know, game could have gone either way, but ultimately I think Brentford deserved the win. So that was Will Pugh from the We Are West Ham podcast with the opposition takeaway. Interesting, you know, his views there. And, um, you know, I thought the most interesting thing there is that, you know, there is an excuse that people are giving that West Ham are going to have a hangover from the Europa League. But he said there was no hangover the last time they actually had to travel away and they were actually at home this time. So uh, he didn't see any reason why it was a, a hangover and he just tipped his hat to the bees. But anyway, moving on. The eye-catcher, the eye-catcher for Brentford, Laney. I'm going to probably have to go Zanka. I think that's fair. I think it, it was a big ask for him today. He's, as, uh, as we've said, I, I think the, 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 the missing of Aya, it, it really did throw us a little bit. We've become reliant on him. He's, he's, a, classy, he's a classy act. Um, and it did, it did sort of put a big question mark over a, a big big stadium and uh, I thought I thought he uh, I thought he, he stepped right up to the mark so uh, he's my eye catcher because I think we're going to have to call upon him um, quite 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 probably a little bit more than we thought you know the the cup runs that we're going to have this season he's he's going to have to step up and um, you know when whenever there's a there's a first team missing he's going to have to step in so um, we're going to need the confidence because there's a there's a lot of stake so I, I'm going to I'm going to call him out I think he he did well, and everyone's going on about Mikhail Antonio. He's undefendable. He's he's the you know he's the best player in the world, and you know we don't stand a chance. He's the bionic man. Um, we, we you know the highlights we'll we'll watch on match of the day, or we're going to watch tomorrow. He won't be involved in any of them. So um, we 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 kept him out of the game. Whether he kept himself out of the game or we kept him out of the game, I'd like to say that we kept him out of the game because obviously you know he, he's going to be he's going to be sort of wanting to you know continue his goal scoring form so yeah I, I, I say well done well done Zanka man yeah okay we can, and, and how much are you going to do Zanka out of 10 Laney uh, I'll give him 8 out of 10 yeah a solid 8 okay and I'm sorry I didn't ask you about the match actually what are you going to give us the match out of 10 I'm just going back to that one what my takeaway from the match yeah just, just the match what are you going to do the match the well, well, um, the match itself, I thought, was yeah. Well, another another eight and a half, nine out of ten because we won. So eight and a uh, half or nine. Give us, give us a number. I'll give it uh, eight and a half. Right, Charlie, the bricks to be. Um, I think my eye catches today, as Laney alluded to earlier, was Rico Henry. I thought it was his best game this season, um, especially in that first half going forwards. He was absolutely phenomenal. There's one bit where. I can't quite remember who it was, which West Ham defender it was, but he just sort of took it over him and ran onto it and just looked so quick. Um, and he was linking up really well with the attacking players first half. And then defensively solid in the second when it was back to the wall. Um, but yeah, I think Rico had his best game this season so far. Yeah. How much are you going to give Rico, Briggsy? Oh, I think Rico gets a solid eight from me. Okay, um, eight out of ten. And just give us the match as well, because I didn't ask that one as well, just as a match overall. I think match has to be a nine for the uh, the goal at the end. 
Easy nine. And for me, uh, my eye catcher, the Brentford eye catcher, is a Brian Mbumo. I thought that he was wicked. And he's a player, like I said to you, this last season wasn't quite the Mbumo that we knew, but this season he's coming into his own. And I think that he's terrorising people there. You know, a lot of people ask me, you know, which Brentford player can we pick up for cheap in our fantasy league team? They said to me at the beginning of the season, I said, give, I said, tuck right into Brian Mbumo because I said, he'll get goals, he'll get your assists. And he's a great player. And again, today, you know, him just like him and Tony, like, you know, telepathic. Pathic. And uh, like I said to you, him running off the ball, he just scares people and his ball control is just fantastic. And I just thought that he was great and he really deserved as well the goal that he scored. Caused lots of problem, problems, well taken goal. Uh, he could have had more to be honest with you. I'm going to give him a, a nice good old 9 out of 10 for the Brian and Bumo there as well. And for the main takeaway for the match as well, just talking about the match itself, I'm going to give the match itself, I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a eight and a half, like lady, out of ten, just because I think that you know the second half there's a little bit kind of bums on seats time, but I thought we did very well and holding on, considering the team that we had and getting that last minute goal. I think it was fantastic, right, you know. So I'm going to ask you though, guys, uh, I'm going to go to the Briggsy B first of all. The key moment of the game, um, I think it just has to be the winning goal. Really, I think as as boring and as obvious it was. I think we were very much hanging on in that second half. And as soon as that goal went in, obviously last kick of the game. Um, you could also maybe argue Rico Henry made one incredible tackle in the first half um, when they were sort of through on goal. And that would have been a lot earlier of an equaliser. and Maybe they could have done more there. But I think hard to look past Weiss's goal, really. Weiss's goal. And listen, um, Laney, uh, the, 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 well, the turning point, the key moment. The turning point is linked to that. Um, I, I'd say it's the bringing on of the Wisa. I, I think at that stage of the game, you're, it's, it's kind of it's the intent. Are we sticking with the point or are we going for the win? And you know the free kick that led to the goal. You know we talked about do we take it into the corner flag or do we put it into the mixer and, and go for the win? And we and we we went for the win. And I just think that. It sums up our attacking spirit, the the way we approach that final period of the game. You know, yeah, we we were hanging on, but we weren't behind. And all the time we weren't behind, we could still win it. And deep into injury time, we're faced with a dangerous free kick. And Wies is now on the pitch. And it was a great ball in from Jensen. It was uh, saved. The header, header was saved by their goalkeeper and it fell to Wiesa and he smashed it home. So it's very similar similar to Charlie. It was, it's, it's, it's the winning goal, but I think it's that. It's the way we brought Wiesa on to go and win the game. And it, and it really, it's a, it was a twi- stick or twist and we twisted and it paid off big time. I'm going to ask a question. I mean, we were sitting there and, you know, everyone around us, we were looking at that game and that game was coming away from us, I thought, because West Ham were definitely in the ascendancy in the second half. They had a number of chances. They started to dominate the midfield and we were going, we need to make a sub, we need to make a sub, we need to make a sub. And, you know, to be fair to Thomas Frank, he got criticised last season by the fans by not making subs quick enough. But then he's made some fantastic substitutions this season. Obviously, this one sort of worked out in the end with Wieser scoring a goal again, like he did last week after coming on a sub. But do you think that he might have made subs a little bit late because they scored that goal and literally just after the, they scored the goal, then he put the subs on? Yeah, possibly. You know, it's um, it's it's one of those things we'll ne- we'll never know. You know, if that was when we were, you know, we thought we were protecting a, a one goal lead, 
and in the end we we won the game 2-1 so it it worked out fine we've got a few things that are going our way you know let's 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 not forget that you know there's there's a few things that could have gone against us and but you know you've got to ride that crest you've got to take the chances when they're presented to you and we did we did today so I'm I'm not going to criticize Thomas Frank for doing it too late um, it, it, it all worked out perfectly in the end. Um, you don't, you don't know at the time. We, we you know, that, uh, hanging on for a one nil. If we, that's what we were doing, then he probably did do it too late. But with twenty minutes to go or fifteen minutes to go, there were still bags of time. So, um, yeah, no, it was. Yeah, okay. And for me, I mean, the the key moment for me was obviously it's goal again. You know, it's an amazing goal. You know, obviously turned the tide from us getting uh, one point to us getting three points. We spoke to West Ham fans in the pub after the game. If you check it out, prideofwest.london as well. And we talked to Brentford fans and West Ham fans in the pub after the game. And the West Ham fans sort of tipped their hat and said, you know, to be fair, you know, probably should have been a draw maybe it could have been a win to them but you know you got the final goal because you took your chances and that's what we like to hear the fact we've taken our chances so that Wiesa goal definitely a key moment for me um just going back to the opposition Laney, uh, the danger person for the opposition who are you looking at uh, Declan Rice all day long he you know he, he didn't have his most influential game but he was he was central to everything they did you know he was a bit of a bit of a you know like a conjurer in the middle everything was played through him to him uh and you know it it we're fortunate that for whatever reason things just didn't just didn't tick for them so you know he's 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 class um and I'm just glad that the players that were around him um they weren't as class as him today but I thought yeah I thought he was a standout for West Ham and marks out of 10 for the rice uh, eight, eight out of ten. Okay, all right, okay. Briggsy B. Um, I probably would have gone Rice as well. I thought he he just looked a class above everyone else. But to be different, I thought Kurt Zuma handled Tony really well. Um, and Tony every every other game pretty much has dominated aerially, but Zuma kept him quite quiet, especially when Rice kicking it long. But um, but yeah, I thought Zuma Zuma was decent. Okay, give us a mark out of ten for the Zuma. Mm, like a seven, six, seven. Oh, okay, all right. So you, you, were, you obviously weren't that impressed with. <laughs> well, no, you know, I was. He, he uh, I'm just as I said it. I remember that he took Tony down when Tony was through in the first half. So I had oh, to yeah. mark him down a bit for that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. I think that's. I think that's fair enough as well. Like, really. <laughs> <laughs> and for and for me, I'm actually going to give it to uh, the the man who's again. You know, I always seem to go for these championship players as well. And as far as I'm concerned, he's a championship player. Is Jared Bowen as well, you know, who played with us in the championship as well. Uh, and this is not a disrespect to him, but what I do is I look at players who play with us in the championship who we feel that we know and we know them quite well because they played alongside them, you know, for whatever team they did. And he, I thought that he was a bit of a thorn in our side and he had a chance. He had a massive chance actually as well in the, um, I think it was in the, what minute was it? It was in the 60th minute as well. It's the biggest chance for West Ham in the game. Um, nearly 40%. So four out of 10 of those shots normally go in the back of the head, but back of the net. And 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 it, and it didn't go to the back of the net, but that's a massive chance for them on sixty minutes. And Bowen could have actually sort of tilted things the other way. So me, he was the opposite, my opposition at danger person as well. I'm going to have to ask you though, uh, stinker of the match. What was your stinker of the match, uh, Briggsy the B? Um, from a Brentford perspective, I think Janssen really struggled first half. Um, Antonio was sort of giving them run around a bit. Um, and I thought 
he's no, he's looked a lot better than that so far this season. I think maybe he was missing Ayer a bit. He just looked slightly off it. Um, so from a Brentford perspective, I'd say Janssen. Um, West Ham-wise, has to be Antonio. He didn't really offer as much as I was expecting and we kept him really quiet. So those two. Okay, I'm going to ask you for, to pick one, if you have to pick one stinker. Mm, I'll go Antonio, but I did think Janssen had a, a poor day. Okay, Mark's out of, Mark, Mark's out of 10 on a stinky level to a 10 is like uh, properly like smelling horrible, like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'll give I'll give him a 7. I'll give him a 7. All right. I'm going to give the stinker to the stadium itself. I thought, I thought London <laughs> Stadium was properly stinky. Um, impressive to look at. It just isn't a football ground. Um I thought you mentioned it earlier. The, you know, having sixty thousand fans in there, great, well done. But you know, it's disjointed and it's it, it's not conducive to creating an atmosphere. You know, we tried. You know, well, I thought we created a, a fairly good atmosphere. But you got you got two away ends. You got the top one and the bottom one, and you have got kind of like two hundred yards of concrete in the middle where I'm sure you could have an ice rink or something. I'm, I'm not sure. That's where you could have a swim up bar, but. It is just just odd, you know, and it's just, uh, you know, it was free, so no wonder they took it, but it's, it's certainly not well designed, and um, yeah, that's that's my, uh, the taxpayers' arena is my stinker of the game, um, <laughs> of, the, of, the, of the day. Yeah, there's a bit of a song there as well that's going in the away end, where I think, again, we might come to that, when we talk about the fans in the away, Dave, where they're saying you repaid for your stadium, or the, the, the Brentford fans were saying mm. we paid for your stadium. In effect, I mean, for me, the stinker, I suppose, has got to be because, again, you know, I mean, I could talk about Antonio as well, which was, I mean, I'm, you could put that down as a stinker. I could also put that down as I was very happy about the way that he played, or he had him in the pocket as well, and the stadium as well. You know, wasn't the wasn't the great? I, I have to admit, the stadium for me, even though it wasn't great, was almost like it was better than I thought because everyone said the view was really bad but I've been to Wembley so many times in the top tier and the view I'm thinking I mean I could see the game and you're okay you're at the top the one thing about the stadium up there is like you know and I can probably talk about that a little bit later is just trying to get an atmosphere going which is actually quite difficult because it's you're just it's so vast like you know and even though there's a lot of you in one place it's, it's quite vast and the same thing for the West Ham fans like you know for them to try and get an atmosphere going I think it's actually quite hard like you know and if your team is down you could see that you know it's really you know, you can see how teams go there just don't get the West Ham fans to get behind their fans to, to their team. So that's kind of difficult. So, you know, the stadium was a big one for me as well. I mean, I'll have to turn around and I'll have to sort of kind of say the stinker of the game has got to be the West Ham fans who uh, who had kind of started, started to abuse the Brentford fans, you know, oh, anyway, yeah, and at yeah, the top yeah, tier. Yeah. And it was quite funny. They spent the whole time, you know, sort of abusing them and laughing at them. And especially when they scored, they were like just giving it real large. And then Wiesa came up and popped a goal in the last minute. And then the stinker was that they all decided to leave. Well, actually, they were leaving before that they all left on 80 minutes a lot of the West Ham fans but again when that goal went in it was just hilarious because it was just one of the it's just beautiful it was just beautiful because you've got <laughs> fans on the opposition as you do listen this, this is what football's about you know but they really were giving it large and then we just popped and they were laughing at us and then we put the goal in the back of the net and that was very, very nice indeed. So that was my stinker for the game and in the fact is that it is, I think there's one particular fan in, a, in, a, in blue who we were just you know he was just <laughs> just being really just rubbish basically but anyway look you know positives and negatives i want you to roll them into one actually and i'm sorry i'm gonna give my stinker the same lady what was do you give a mark out of 10 for your stinker yeah it's not a massive i'll go five but it, it it just isn't a football ground so it's just you know it's just it's just a bit odd you go you know you compare that to villa park 
you know, it's just not, it's not, it's not just in the same league, is it? Yeah, and for me, my, my stinker, I'll give, I'm going to give mine a, a five. It's not, it was not a massive stinker again. It's just one of those things as part of the game. I think it was probably, you know, sort of funny, funny stinker. It's like a funny smell, like you know, when you go, oh, that's a funny <laughs> smell, isn't it? <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. So listen, positives and negatives. Let's roll them into one now, okay? So Laney. Positives is just the fact that we've come through these periods, this this four match run, um, way ahead of where where we thought we were going to be. You know, um, we're 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 set we're sat there in seventh place, in seventh place with twelve points. That is a very very solid start to the season. So, I think you know, uh, negatives and positives is is kind of the negatives is it. It looks like Shandon Baptiste is going to be out for a, a bit of time. You know, dislocated shoulder is, it's it's a painful, um, and it can be a kind of a slow recovery. So uh, let's let's hope it's a, a, a quick one because he's been plagued with with injuries. It's a real stop start um, time at Brentford for Shandon Baptiste, and he, he's obviously a player that the coaching staff believe in because he got another start and he's getting lots of starts so yeah the the, the positive is literally we we finished this run of fixtures ahead of where we expected or hoped um and then the negative is we're, we're starting to pick up a few injuries so um the 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 the, the break the international break can hopefully um, mean that some of the players that have got knocks can recover. Charlie, the Briggsy B? Um, I'd say positive, yeah. Agree with Laney, just getting another win after this kind of difficult period of games. Um, but more focusing on the match. I think first half, for that first sort of 25, 30 minutes, I thought we played some seriously good football. There's lots of like one-touch stuff going on with Tony and Buemo and Henry. And... I just thought we looked really good. Um, and then obviously another positive has to be, again, the Wiesa goal, which I don't think I'll ever forget. Um, Negative-wise, I think there's a lot of sort of needlessly giving the ball away, um, especially in the second half when West Ham was sort of piling on the pressure. Um, when our centre-backs had it, they were a bit loose at times with the ball. Um, nothing overly concerning, but just, you know, if West Ham had been a bit more sharp, we'd have maybe give it, given it on the plate, really. Um but no, a good game overall. Yeah, and for me, I mean, the positives are, I think one of the positives actually was seeing um, Ethan Pinnock on the on the team sheet today because after he came off against Liverpool, you know, and he came off very early and, and there's an argument to say that if Ethan Pinnock was on the pitch against Liverpool, we actually might have beaten them because, you know, the balls that are coming across, again, they were like, you know, they were on the plate for Ethan and he was probably injured. So, but... That's one of those things that happened. So I was a bit worried that he might be out for a while because his hip injury seems to be going around for a while. But seeing him on the team sheet, that was a massive positive for us. And I thought he had a really good game as well. But again, coming back to the way that we battled with an understrength team against West Ham. And again, this is not making excuses. This is just the fact that it is understrength. I know a lot of other teams are. But, you know, there's certain areas where if you've got a player out, you think I'm not too worried. But, you know, the, the areas that we had the players out this time actually kind of worried me. But we dealt with it. So that's all good. And also the lot we went, we battled all the way to the last minute and we didn't give up and we continued continued to attack which I think is a massive positive the the negative that I'll just say is and, and it's been mentioned before as well is how we struggled relatively in the second half in the second half Moyes obviously said look you need to just get at this lot you know they've got a few players missing if you can get at them if you actually kind of push up and push harder then you'll actually get at them so we struggled relatively in the second half and I thought that you know if a, if a goal had gone in a bit earlier we might have been a little bit under the cosh but that was uh, my negative for that match 
just coming to um, the the away day because, like I said to you, we we do, we do like a bit of an away day, don't we? Like you know. So I just want to know, you know, if you talk about the the game, the match, the away day, the fans. We talked about the stadium, just all those kind of things. I'm going to come to you, Laney, the fans and the away day. What are you saying? Oh, great away day! Yeah, I thought the uh, the, the 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 trip over from from my part of town from from Richmond round to Hackney Wick was long, um, but worth it. Yeah, the the the, the breweries and the pubs that we went to before and afterwards were excellent. Uh, the atmosphere in the stadium was as good as we could make it. The team put on a performance. We got a great result. It's a it's a big stadium to to win in. Um, you know, for all its deficiencies, it's it's a, it's an impressive arena. Um, equally, you know, I'm not I'm not knocking it completely. Um, and Brentford went there and, and we won. I've seen my team win in stadiums, big, small, and this was a colossal one. So, yeah, all in all, the only thing that I I I, I the down point the down points were the moodiness of some of their fans inside the stadium near us and the fact that they they're is a they're parrot they're parroting the we're we're time wasters uh we're not time wasters you know going to win the game in the last minute proves we're not wasting any time i mean like use your eyes use your eyes you know um so yeah as a day out it was a, a good nine out of ten the only thing that stops it being a 10 i think is probably um it wasn't it was the ease of the win it was it was quite a nervy one so yeah i'll give it a, a nine out of ten for an away day okay and Brixie b um as Lane, well yeah as Lane was saying i think pubs and things like that it's an absolutely perfect away day great pubs around there it's always nice being on the canal as well um slightly different um i thought the stadium i sort of agree with you billy i think it was slightly better than i was expecting i was expecting it to be absolutely dead which it was for a large majority of the game but the view wasn't too bad from where i was just sort of fairly low down in the upper tier um but it was it was genuinely really hard to generate an atmosphere and at any time, there could be like three to four chants going on from the Bees fans because um, you couldn't really hear the lower tier from the upper tier and and so on. Um, but then at the end, you had that sort of amazing atmosphere when all the players came over. I've never seen so many players chuck their shirts into the crowd. There's about five of them getting rid of them. Um, yeah, a really good away day, I thought. Um, and also, it wasn't too expensive around there. I didn't think pint-wise, pint I saved a bit of money. Um, so yeah no it's a good day apart actually I will say the one slight issue is if you were going from Stratford what leaving the stadium you had to be like you were like cattle walking through all these grids and you were stopped and started all the time in big queues because they're trying to I guess reduce the amount of people going into Stratford station so it took like 40 minutes to walk to Stratford station because there's so much stopping and starting but apart from that very good away though yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, you know, again, enjoy the away day, you know, as I do, I like, like me away days. I mean, Sunday's always tough, you know, because it's different to Saturday. Sun- Sunday's always tough and, it's, and, and relatively early. So it's trying to find somewhere that you can go, which opens before 12 o'clock. But we managed to find somewhere on the river, which is quite good. And, and like I said, we all turned up for that. And uh, we were very early, like all the bees. And uh, I just thought, this is, this is, this is very, this is very nice, actually. So, uh, yeah, the venue, like I said, to your little garden beside the river, you know, all sorts of boat action going on lots of bees in the house very happy bees in the house West Ham fans in the house we chatted to us too they were pretty cool as well so that was 
that was good. The Bees fans, as we talked about before, they tried hard to generate some atmosphere, and we did sing. And uh, I spoke to the West Ham fans, and they said, "Listen, you, you, you guys are right. You know, you made a bit of a noise." So again, you've got to look at it relatively to other fans that have been coming there, and other fans have been coming there for five years now. So they they know about the relative for different fans coming there. So uh, apparently, we did all right generating the noise, even though I thought it was really hard because we were singing. But you just thought that 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 noise isn't just penetrating to the other side, you know. But it looks like the players avoid it. And like I said to you after the game as well, check out Pride of West London as well. The West Ham fans were you know were fair. And they were cool, and they, you know, all the West Ham fans I spoke to tipped their hat to Brentford. You know, they mentioned they were a little bit narked about. They talked about the time wasting as it is, but they they talked about the game management as it was. And I just said, look, you know, I'm not being funny, but you know, you have to get your foot on the ball. You know, you're at home. You know, you've got players that that, that you know they bought for millions and tens of millions of pounds. You know, um, and you know you should be in the ascendancy there, so you can't really ever go at us. And you know they sort of slightly mentioned the Europa Cup game and stuff like that but in the end they said look you know to be fair I said look you've got to say that we were good in the first half and we we lost it a little bit in the second half but that's unsurprising because we had a couple of players out who were key and uh, we, uh, we we were just battling to hold on so I think you know we did that so it was a good away day and uh, I enjoyed it. Um, Lady, like I said to you, you gave, you've already given your points for the away, haven't you, Lady? Yeah, nine. I gave it a nine. Nine. And, 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 and Briggsy B? Yeah, solid nine. Solid nine. nine. Yeah. And for me, I'm going to give it an 8.5 as well. Um, and I suppose that's slightly because, you know, London away days for me are still not quite the one. They're good. Um, it was better than I thought. The weather was good. The people are good. But 8.5, I'm going to give that one for an away day. Um, we're going to come down to the fair result as well, just to let you know, because a lot of people are sort of confused about the fair result. We're talking about the fair result, as in, is the result fair? Um, and, you know, which is score and also the, you know, the score and the, the score line and, you know, the result, which way it went last week, you know, as we say, you know, Laney and Gemma gave it 100% for the Liverpool game 3 all, and uh, I gave it 80% as it was, and it came out at 93 on Infogol as well, which meant that, you know, it we, was we, in we the won. green. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, I must say, we talk about that anyway. So anyway, we'll move on to this one anyway. So I'm just saying to you, as a result here, uh, Brentford uh, beat West Ham two one, and I'm just looking at you, looking at the chances created, looking at the possession, looking at all that. Do you think that was a fair result and score, uh, Laney? And just give us a percentage. No, I don't. If if I'm being fair, I'd say it wasn't a fair result. We we uh, we we got probably a little bit more than we the deserved perhaps if you're looking at the charts later on and that's not me being a killjoy you know I obviously want us to win but we're talking about fairness and um, the, the, the charts will show that they probably kind of edged it overall and a point a piece probably would have been fair but fuck fair um, we will have the points thank you very much so um, I'm delighted with the three points but to answer the question um, it was probably uh, five out of ten in fairness and uh, if we play that game another six or seven times it's probably a, a one all draw so you're going to call it 50 is it yeah is that, is that I'll go 50 50, 50 yeah, 55 50. 50, 50, 50 no, straight on 50 50, no, 50. 50. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> okay the Briggsy B um it's kind of hard to disagree. I think a win was very flattering. Um, but they equally, it wasn't like they had a constant bombardment of really clear chances. They maybe created maybe two or three, but we didn't, we kept them fairly quiet. They just had a lot of the ball. Um, but I would give it 40% fairness. 
Oh, the one. I mean, that's that. That is, I mean, that is properly like that is on a fairness level. That is like a whoa. This is really unfair. I'm just letting you know. This is like a properly un. Oh, this is like we should never have uh, got that result. Basically, is, is that what you're saying? Well, I'm clearly feeling pretty brutal this evening. No, that's fair. Your, you've got your brutal jeans on. You've got your brutal <laughs> jeans on. Anyway, we aren't going on about that, you know, old school. Uh, that's fair enough. So Big Briggs is on the 40% now, which I think is fair enough. Yeah. Uh, for me, I mean, I have to look at that just, just running down, like I said to you, you know, interestingly, because like I said to you, you know, Baron, as we talked about, had that chance on 60 minutes, which was nearly 40%, four in 10 would have gone in the back of the net. His goal that he actually scored, though, was an 8% chance, but it was pretty much one in 10 of those which have been recorded go in the back of the net so I mean it was a brilliant strike but if you look at it he just found the corner there as well I think Cougar as well had their other big chance which was 20% so 1 in 5 that's on 62 minutes just after the Bowen chance which 1 in 5 of those goes in the back of the net and those are the three big West Ham chances for us and Bumo 56% was the goal I mean it's massive it's literally in the area and he's boom in the back of it so pretty much 1 in 2 of those uh, recorded gone in the back of the net other than that Wiese's goal actually was another 9% so sort of like 1 in 10 of those normally goes in the back of the net as well and boom had one 16% at the edge of the area so that was almost like one in five of those as well and then we, after that we just had loads of sort of sub 10% chances you know in and around the area so you know looking at that XG if you love XG like I said to you we're, this is how we're here you know Brentford use XG and we've got us to where we are 1.68 to West Ham to 1.35 so West Ham actually had uh, more bigger chances than we had which is the first team this season actually including Liverpool and Arsenal who had a bigger XG than we have right you know so for me, again, I think that <laughs> I can't, I'll be lying if I said to you this is a fair result, but I'm still going to bring it down to, I still think it was quite tight between the two. I'm going to give it a 75 um, on the on the fairness front, actually, on this one. You're, you're going you're gonna to lose again. You are going to lose again. Which is cool, man. You know, at the end of the day, look, which is all good, like you know. But I'll give it a seventy-five. <laughs> but anyway, looking looking at the re- the league recap, the league table is looking a little bit strange because you've got this B team, which is like you know, we're not talking about B as in B, but B double E team, which is right up in there. Twelve points from seven games, plus four goal difference. You know, two points off the Europa League. Brentford are in seventh place and four points off the top. Uh, what are you saying about that, Laney? Saying it's beautiful. It's a, it's a, it's a sight to behold. Um, it, it's, it's just I can't. I'm going to stare at it all night, and then I'm going to look at it again first thing in the morning. It's a fact where it's it's just it it, it proves uh, exactly what how far we've come and what we've achieved in this first couple of months of the season. It's it's a it's a it's a weekend where there was quite a lot of draws. They help us if we're winning. Um, you know, the the Leeds got off the mark. They they got their first win. Um, Norwich got their first point. Um, there's there's teams still struggling, and we're and we're kicking on. So we're we're easing further and further and further away from all those kind of thoughts, those dark thoughts of relegation. So we can forget about that. Um, until uh, until we come back and then we've we've got a Chelsea game to look forward to. It's uh, it's it's beautiful beautiful days, Bill. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just thinking what result. Um, just give us a result that kind of uh, took your got your eye. Well, I, I, I think you know I I I won't lie. I was hoping Norwich were going to lose again, and um, I think I think that that game showed you, you know the the you know Burnley Burnley Norwich shows you that. Nil all that was, by the way. Yeah, it was a nil all draw, and you know we're just in a different 
we're just in a different mindset to that lot. You know, we've we we we've got a game we've got a game plan and we've got a, a style of play and it's it's a, it's attacking and we've got potent players, we've got goals in us, we've got big chances in us. We're we're a long way from having to worry about that, you know. So um, it's 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 just be yeah, be confident and be uh, be very proud of what we've achieved so far. Yeah, it's interesting. And for Burnley, I mean, I mean, I'll say we bought our train tickets for Burnley, and they cancelled our train up up north. All the Northern Line trains are are cancelled, which means that you know trying to get to Burnley is an absolute nightmare. And I have to admit, I mean, looking around, I think, God, is it worth the hassle? Like going to Burnley is quite hard work. But I have to admit, I've taken a, a rethink about this, and I was thinking, actually, you know, this Burnley match, which is also going to be our biggest away day, a proper away day. You know, going to the Walls and Villa. Are, you know, they're away days, but they're not quite the same as going to places like Burnley and Borough and Preston, all these faraway places. And I just thought, first away day, and also it could actually mean something. Because something, you know, if we carry on what we're doing, pick up a few points here or there between now and then, that actually could be a really massive game. So I think that Burnley away day needs to be done now. So I'm going to have to do a few more calculations to see how we can get from Leeds to Burnley on that one. But that was an interesting one. Briggsy B, uh, just give us, you know, your little rundown on the on the league and any 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 results that caught your eye. Um, well, yeah, the the league position is just absolutely mental, really, isn't it? Um, I keep having to, I keep thinking that I should get it framed, and then the next week we just keep on <laughs> keep moving up higher. So I don't know which week to choose. Um, but yeah, really good, nothing but positive so far this season. Um, and I'd say not really a result, but I watched the Liverpool City game, and it's just interesting see seeing. Salah score that goal against City and, you know, Pinnock wouldn't have let him turn him like that, that's for sure. Uh, so, yeah, I just thought the, the Liverpool City game was a really good game to watch um, and, yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. And for me, I mean, obviously delighted, you know, where we are. I'm, you know, a bit a bit surprised and a little bit kind of like, you know, the, the heights of where we are. I mean, I'm, I'm getting a little bit sort of kind of, you know, you know, I'm afraid of heights myself, you know what I'm saying? You know, and it may not last. But the thing is, the result I think was interesting for me was the Palace result. Crystal Palace 2, Leicester 2. And looking at where we were, we were disappointed getting a draw against Palace. But looking in retrospect, it might have actually been a good result. And also the fact that, you know, we looked at Leicester one in four games, which we're thinking, cool, you know, we've got really tough games coming up. And I'm not saying that they're not tough, you know, but it looks like, you know, Leicester are getting kind of results against Palace, sort of similar to what we're getting. And, you know, we're thinking that we might be getting a bit of a tonking off of, you know, West Ham, tonking off of Liverpool, tonking off of Chelsea, tonking off of Leicester. And it also just rebalanced my thoughts as to kind of where we're going and how we go into these games. So I think that result actually has kind of shed a different light, make, making me think a little bit differently about how we're going to go into that Leicester game, I think, for a start. So, uh, yeah, which is all good. So I'm just going to come up and I want to get a summing up from you guys just quickly. I want you to give me a quick summing up of kind of just what you're thinking. Uh, Briggsy B. Um, just very, very happy, I would say. It was an absolutely great day. Johan Wieser has absolutely made my weekend. Um, and yeah, I can't see any negatives from our Premier League journey so far. Um, and hopefully it never ends. We keep climbing the table. I'm just wondering, when you go to bed tonight, before you go to bed tonight, are you going to sort of go on your, on your sit down and put your hands up like that, the Wieser? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is actually how I normally sleep. So it suits me anyway. <laughs> uh, that's right. I like that Buddha sort of got a Buddha man, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all good. So, yeah. And lady, give us a summing up. Yeah, we drift off into the international break with our tails right up. Um, one of our crew um, flew back to Copenhagen straight after the game. 
sitting next to Thomas Frank was on was on the same plane. So it was um, yeah. So we we moved from game mode into rest and recuperate mode. I, I think every, it would appear that everyone just goes away for a few days off now. And I think that's what we ought to do as well. We ought to kind of like absorb, um, enjoy, reflect and uh, recharge the batteries, um, waiting to go again against uh, Chelsea. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's my summing up really is to uh, make enjoy enjoy this two weeks as much as the, the three weeks that have preceded it. It's They're, they're all important. Yeah, and and for me, I mean, my, my summing up is, uh, I have to be honest, here, I've got no idea whether we get, I mean, like, you know, 17th place is what we were looking for at the beginning of the season, but I literally have no idea where we're going to end up this season. I don't know whether we're, we're going to end up 6th place, you know, 8th place, 14th place, 17th, I, I've got no clue. It doesn't you know. matter. It doesn't no, matter. No, no, you, no, you don't. No, you don't need. To, you don't need to know. No, it doesn't. But, but, but no. But what happens is that we, it's it's where you sort of pitch yourself when you're going into games. You know, at the moment now we're in survival mode every time we go into games, and then we're sort of doing quite well. So I think, oh, this is quite good. Like you know. So for me, I think that's that's that that for me is a is a real positive that you sort of don't know where you're going to end up, which is great. So it's almost like a real adventure where a lot of teams who have just come up are kind of like they kind of know that they will probably finish 17th or probably finish 16th but we could finish 17th but we could also finish at this moment 7th because of what we're at the moment now so that for me is actually good and a little bit of fun but listen this is the besotted pride of West London weekend review Thank you very much for listening to this. Like I said to you, first of all, you can catch all our podcasts on prideofwest.london. I'll be sitting here. My name's Billy Grant. I'll be sitting here with the lady man. Sleep tight. Sleep tight. We've also got the Charlie Briggs, the Briggs, the B-man. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Never absolutely a chore as well. Don't forget to check out all our podcasts. Like I said, prideofwest.london. Support us. You know, don't forget to subscribe to us on all your podcast channels. Support us on besotted.com forward slash beer. If you want to buy us a beer, thanks very much, all everybody, for your support as well. And uh, well, I said to you, like, is that International Week? So we'll have a podcast soon. Again, it always goes a bit scoo-whiffy in International Week. But we'll be doing a podcast at some stage over the next sort of 10 days or so. Just check out on Twitter. Check out on Facebook. Check out on all the social channels. You can subscribe to us because we'll be doing bits and pieces we've got lots of articles happening as well but like I said to you I'm Billy Grant I've got the Lenny B I've got the Breezy B because we just beat Good the night. West Ham we went to the stadium we went to this we went to this we went to this come on you bees come on you bees <laughs> come on you bees international rescue that's the one Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Oh. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.